Yo, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. Episode 1, 5, 15. Okay, I'm, I don't know why. I, I, I don't, I'm not even close to triple-digit numbers, but I did just finish watching a RVD documentary, and oh my goodness, what a, what a treat that was. Oh my goodness, dude. Like... Oh, I loved RVD so much, and and that got me talking to my buddy Billy. And now, as we currently uh, talking about wrestling right now, we're we're talking about RVD and stuff. And then that got us talking about top five favorite wrestlers of all time. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you who my top five favorite wrestlers are of all time, or not even my top ten, because that'll be a special episode for another day. And uh, I I'm pretty sure I am I am almost a lock in for my top five. I would have to think on it a little bit more, and then my full top ten I don't I would have to again sit down and think about that one a little bit more. But I feel pretty good about my top five, and I feel like it's a very strong top five. And yeah, some of the some of um. A few wrestlers that are probably in a lot of people's top five, top ten won't be in mine because I didn't grow up in that era. I grew up in I grew up in a very different era, uh, not a very popular era of wrestling. But that's that's how it is sometimes. So my my list would be a lot different. But yeah, I just finished watching the Rob Van Dam Icons documentary on the WWE Network, and man, I love that shit, man. Rob Van Dam. I'm happy that he did end up finally getting that world title in the WWE. Yeah, absolutely sucked how that all ended up going down and just kind of, um, yeah, his career in WWE kind of went out with a little bit of a poop. But um, man, that that ECW One Night Stand 2006 when he won that title, I I watched that live. That was one of the very rare pay-per-views that I was actually allowed to watch since um. Yeah, the only one I was ever able to convince my dad to let me order was WrestleMania because that was the big one. All the other ones, I never was allowed to unless a friend uh, invited me over to watch it. And that was, uh, I actually have only seen two other pay-per-views live that, that weren't WrestleMania. And that would be ECW One Night Stand 2006 and Unforgiven 2006, or it may have been seven, whatever one... That was in Toronto, and John Cena fought Edge in the TLC match. I went uh, with a friend to actually see that live in a theater, in a movie theater, and I didn't know at the time that you could do that. And that was actually, wow, that was a really good fucking time. I, 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 I had a great time doing that. I was literally the only Edge fan in that theater that night, and I felt so alone and so so upset that uh, you know we were in Canada and everyone was booing Edge and everyone was John Cena fans and yeah I wasn't a John I, w- I already hated John Cena long before it was cool to hate John Cena uh, I really got sick of him after he won the title the world title for the first time against JBL and then after that run was over I was like okay I'm starting to lose and then he did the Marine thing and then I was done I was done with John Cena ever since and only just recently have I actually started liking John Cena mostly because of his acting career career I think is I think he's a very good actor he's very funny I enjoyed him a lot in the Suicide Squad I thought uh, Ferdinand was an excellent underrated movie go watch it if you haven't it's a fucking good movie John Cena is a bull he's playing a cartoon bull and it's a really good movie I, I highly recommend it but anyway enough of the rambling I know you guys are here for your wrestling recap and let's fucking get into it y'all let's do Monday Night Raw I don't recall. I didn't catch where they were in, where they were this week. But anyway, the show is kicking off with Bianca, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss. Bianca talks smack about damage control. So, of course, this summons Bailey and the homegirls. 
Bianca puts Bailey in her place. She doesn't have a comeback for that. That was really funny. <laughs> Giving that a thumbs up. Bianca really just fucking shut her mouth. Bailey challenges Bianca to a ladder match at Extreme uh, Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules. Oh goodness. Uh, yes, please. Uh, I I love ladder matches. Like I think I've said that now in like the three the last three of these podcasts because there's been a lot of ladder matches going around lately announcements for ladder matches and hell yeah i love ladder matches uh then a match is awkwardly started out of nowhere we got bianca versus eo sky eo stepping on bianca's ponytail was a really nice little spot there i like that giving that a thumbs up bianca nails the kod for the victory i like this match man uh eo looked uh, in the same league as Bianca and didn't look underneath her. She really stood her ground in the ring with her. And damage control did not interfere in the match whatsoever, as far as I can tell. As far as I saw, I didn't see any interference, which was really refreshing. Uh, I really liked the chemistry between these two uh, women in the ring. Good match. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Maybe just start it a little less awkwardly next time, eh? Next, you got Rey Mysterio. He is interviewed about his baby boy. Rey giving his best uh, Telemundo soap opera performance. It looks like maybe Rey Mysterio is trying to become an actor someday. Uh, I would love to see him pop up on Telemundo one day. That's, um, that's Mexican television, if you guys didn't know. Then we move on to The Miz. He's motiva- motivating his new The Miz Force, he's calling them. It's just a bunch of security guards, but he's giving them a fancy little name. He wants them to protect him from Dexter Loomis and to be stealthy, but there's like 14 of them, so I don't know how a big group of men, big burly men, especially there's one of the dudes in there. He's like fucking 87 feet tall. Like, how is that man? He's like a. It's like asking a draft, like, hey, can you uh, get a, get just do that really uh, stealthily it's like oh yeah just my 80 foot neck is just uh yeah no one's gonna notice me anyway made me giggle uh that was an entertaining little spot there go Ms. force giving that that little uh the name a thumbs up it was good i like that segment now we got a match in the ring you got seth rollins versus Rey mysterio on paper that sounds fucking incredible but first seth needs to talk about it uh he's pissed He's pissed. He didn't win the U.S. title, but he can't wait to take on Riddle in a fight pit at Extreme Rules. I don't know exactly what they're what the fight pit's gonna be, but if it's anything like the Owen Hart versus uh, Ken Shamrock in basically a UFC octagon, that match was dope. If uh, that's what they're going for, I, I look forward to it. Crowd is into it. They are singing Seth's song, even though he's a heel. Uh, yeah. They just, they can't be hated, man. Everyone just loves Seth Rollins. It doesn't matter if you're a heel. They're gonna, they love you, Seth, and so do I. Ray has heard enough. He comes down and just blasts Seth with a with a drop kick. The match starts. Seth is bleeding ever so slightly from bonking his noodle on the on the steel steps. Not, nobody makes <laughs> nobody makes Seth bleed his own blood. Dominic walks out with a chair, does absolutely nothing with it, and just sits down. Alrighty then. Ray counters the third amigo and with a lovely DDT with a lovely DDT, absolutely gorgeous sell there by Seth Rollins. Absolutely plants himself just right directly on the top of his head. Thumbs up for that. Ripley and Dom interfere. Seth locks in a submission for the W. Good match, uh, of course. I mean, look who's in the ring right now. You got fucking Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins. Of course, it was going to be good. Poor Rey Mysterio right now, though. He just can't catch a break. His son left. His son uh, is just is getting taken advantage of by a large woman, making him into a man. But anyway, the match was good. 7 out of 10. 
Next up, you got Ridley, or sorry, Ridley, uh, Riddle and Lashley talking backstage. I must have fucking Metroid on my mind or something. Uh, they're talking backstage. Bobby giving Bro some advice about Seth and shit, and that's about it. Next, you got Alpha Academy versus Kevin Owens and Johnny Gargano. Um, apparently, my wife tells me that uh, Kevin Owens and Johnny Gargano were a tag team in the Indies, and they used to call themselves Panda Express. And then we watched like a little promo from them from way back before they're in WWE. Oh my god, it was so cute. Kevin Owens is such a treat, man. I love them. We get a, a suck it from Otis. Just a, uh, uh, uh. I'm telling you, man. Like Triple H just said, like to everybody in the locker room, like, "Yo, you guys can use the suck it all you want. Like, go ahead, cross, like chop crotches and all that stuff. Do it." KO puts Otis through the announce table with an elbow drop. That was dope. Giving that a thumbs up. Johnny nails the super kick and Panda Express wins. Now I really hope that um, I don't know if these guys are going to be a tag team forever for for the long run here, but uh, I would be down if they uh, would go back to the Panda Express days. They even said that on the on the commentary, so it, it is a thing. Uh, wow, another good match here. I'm going to give this one a seven out of ten. Then we got Theory and the Academy. They're all pissed off backstage. Theory gets a phone call, but it's for Chad. All right, then. Well, who the heck is on the phone? It's it's Braun Strowman. He says he's going to destroy Gable. And then Gable's like, shush, shush, please. Oh, my God, dude. So funny. Made me giggle big time. Thumbs up for that. Good shit. Gable's so good, man. Oh, no. Oh, no. Guess what's up next? Almost. Oh, no. Why do we have to? Why are we doing this? I don't want to see this crap. And he's fighting two nobodies as usual. Crowd is asleep. I don't blame them. This is fucking trash. Almost does the two moves he's semi-capable of doing. And thankfully, it's over in under two minutes. Boo. This sucks. Double thumbs down. Almost places the nobodies on, on the table. And then climbs up on the table. And then does absolutely nothing. Just goes, blah. And like... Yeah, just terrible. Like, I'm surprised under all that weight of almost and the two wrestlers on the table that it didn't just bust, but whatever. This sucked. Thumbs down. Now we got the Miz Force. They have been taken out backstage. Oh my. Miz investigates, but a very obvious Loomis is standing behind him, dressed as a hockey player. He chokes out the Miz and then pats his head ever so gently. Aw, that's really nice. Thanks. Thank you, Dexter. That was That was very nice. Now we got Nikki versus Candice LeRae. So Candice LeRae is the wife of Johnny Wrestling. Uh, she's been off for just as long as Johnny, basically. Candice, um, she is, um, you know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Candice. The only time I liked her was when she was heel with Johnny Gargano. That was pretty good, but it looks like she's back to her old gimmick of just being smiley and happy, and that sucks. So, yeah. Uh, they botched the backstabber. Candice hits the swinging neckbreaker off the top for the victory. Uh, quick match. A uh, bit of rust on Candice there, but not terrible, but definitely not a good match. Moving on, you got Sami Zayn with Solo Sokoa. This, he's going up against AJ Styles. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Uh, it's just a lot of my current favorite wrestlers right now just uh, going at it tonight. This is great. Sammy with a springboard moonsault. That was awesome. Thumbs up. Sammy reverses the Styles Clash and falls directly on his noodle. Oopsie. 
Solo slams AJ on the apron. While the ref is distracted, we get a halluva kick from Sammy for the W. Oh, fuck yeah. Hooray, Sammy. Big fucking victory for him and a solid match to boot. After the match, Judgment Day comes down. Oh, boy. Here we go. Finn wants his old running mate in the gun club to join the Judgment Day. And uh, if you didn't know, AJ Styles and Finn Balor, they used to be in the Bullet Club together when they were uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But yeah, AJ says, hail to the na-na, to the hail to the na-na. And he gets beaten down just a little bit because uh, that's what friends do, according to Finn Balor. Hey, I'm not going to kick your ass completely. I'm just going to slap it just a little bit there. I would be down, though, if AJ joined up with uh, with the Judgment Day. Um, but he's probably just going to end up teaming up with Rey Mysterio because... AJ is is the baby of babyest faces right now in the WWE, so yeah, it is what it is. Um, they they announced that John Cena has granted his 650th Make a Wish, dude. What a what a guy, dude. What an that is absolutely incredible. That is a that is a Guinness World Record for the most Make a Wishes granted. Cena is literally a god walking among us, man. Like wow, he is such an incredible human being. Uh, I cannot. I may have not have been a fan of him during his heyday in the WWE, but I will never take away from how good of a person John Cena is. He is a he is a outstanding human being. I I must say, uh, congratulations, John Cena. And I can I can only imagine that maybe he's gonna do 650 more. He's still got a lot of wishes to grant, and he's a very, very busy, popular man. Next up, we got Matt Riddle versus Damian Priest in the main event. Uh, Damian is with the Judgment Day, of course. Both men throwing wild strikes and wildly missing all of them. Uh, that made me giggle. <laughs> uh, Priest slams Riddle on... Uh, Priest slams Riddle's back onto the barricade. That looked like it fucking hurt, dude. That just did not look good at all. Uh, a nice snug knee to Priest's face. That's a thumbs up. A bit messy, a bit messy on the roll-up, just like me saying this sentence. Uh, but Riddle gets the W. Pretty good match, man. I liked it as well. Giving this one a 7 out of 10. Also, lots of 7 out of 10s on this Raw. Immediately after that, Bro is jumped by the Judgment Day until... It's Edge. Dom runs like a little bitch. Edge goes on a spear fest. And then Edge challenges Finn Balor to an I quit match. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. This, this, that will be legit, bro. I can't wait. And I can't believe I'm saying that about a Finn Balor match. I can't believe I'm actually going to be excited for something that Finn Balor will be in. Because honestly, I, I was on the hype train for Finn Balor and then he was injured and then he just really hasn't been the same ever since that injury and yeah but apparently this is going to be edge's first i quit match so that should be really good shit i i i look forward to this really good show this week for raw i enjoyed all the wrestling on the card a lot of my favorite wrestlers were featured this week so that's a thumbs up obviously they set up a couple good sounding matches for extreme rules a ladder match and the i quit match in particular uh that have me excited for extreme rules so that's really good i'm going to give this show a seven and a half out of ten very good show from raw this week all right, let's swing over to NXT 2.0. The show is kicking off with Ilya Dragunov, who returned last week. And dude, I am amped. This dude can fucking go, man. If you have not seen Ilya Dragunov wrestle, I highly recommend you go back and watch his matches with um, with Walter or... What the hell's his name now? Walter... Uh fuck uh, gunter gunter yeah go back and watch those matches they were fucking incredible 
Elio looks like the vein on his head is going to explode. He's just so fucking intense all the time. Then, my boy, my baby, J.D. McDonough, saves Ilya from exploding by interrupting his speech. JD says he's going to end Ilya's career, then Braun Breaker comes out. It's time for a math lesson. Braun can count to three, and that means triple threat for Halloween Havoc. Oh, fuck yeah. Personally, I can do without Braun Breaker in the match, but he has the title, so yeah, he's going to have to be in it too. But JD, Ilya Dragunov in the ring, oh my god, I'm creaming right now thinking about it. Next up, you got Fallon Henley versus Mandy Rose. She is with the Toxic Attraction. Mandy absolutely walks through Henley. Nothing much to see here. Mandy then gets on the mic. She talks shit about Alba Fire until the most Scottish voice of all time interrupts. It's Alba Fire. She lights a fire that spells out and new. I'm not going to lie. That was pretty fucking cool. I am into Alba Fire right now. She has the best accent in the business right now. I, I, I'm, she's really starting to climb my, uh, my stock right now. Then you got backstage, Ilya Dragunov calls Zion Quinn an idiot. <laughs> Quinn is shook by that meanness of Dragunov. That was absolutely uncalled for, Ilya. What the heck? Uh, excuse me, goodness gracious. Now we got Tony D. This is a little bit unfortunate, but Tony D is out there with stacks. He is having a match against Wesley. Wesley had some weird-looking abs, I must say, but, you know, I, I, what can I say, man? At least he has fucking abs. I can't I can't talk. I can't talk any shit. But his abs are weird. They're, like, off-centered. They're, like, you just got to see it. But, um, yeah, so sadly, uh, in this match, the ref has to throw up the X sign. Uh, when the referee throws up the X sign, that means there is an injury, a legitimate injury in the match, and that is the case here for Tony D. He um, he went down awkwardly and hard on his knee, and and that was it, man. He was down and out. They had to call call the match off, and uh, fuck, man, that just sucks. You never want to see someone get hurt in the ring. Uh, this is a dangerous sport. Things like this do happen, and uh, yeah, poor Tony D, man. I, I really like Tony D. I hope uh, hope it's not a very serious injury. So um, yeah, hopefully back soon is Tony D. We get a pretty entertaining video package about a day in the life of Pretty Deadly, uh, just kind of taking you through how long it takes them to get ready, and it only takes them about five hours to get ready. Now, for two pretty, 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 pretty boys, I don't know what the fuck I was trying to say there, pretty deadly pretty boys, I don't know. Uh, that's pretty quick, that's not too bad. I enjoyed this segment, it made me laugh, so I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Now we got uh, Amari Miller versus Sol Ruka. Uh, a couple of new female talents here making their debut, or at least I've never heard of them. Uh, Ruka hits a unique corner front flip leg drop for the W and a fine debut for Sol Ruka. Uh, yeah, not too bad. Now we got to get to Joe Gacy. The, he is out there with the dyad. He is going up against Cameron Grimes for, I swear, the 14th time. Dyads get involved in the match, giving Gacy the chance to nail Grimes with the clothesline for the W. Yawn. Please get Grimes away from Gacy, man. I, it's, it's, I don't think anyone's buying it. I don't like it. I don't think it's any good. Thumbs down. Now we got Nikita Lyons. She is with Zoe Stock. Uh, she is fighting Kaden Kata with her tag team partner Chance. They're the tag team champions right now. Carter smacks Lyons' ass. She appears to absolutely love that, and I, I so do I. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Made me giggle. Big ol' spin kick and a split leg drop from Lyons, and she pins one half of the tag team champions. So more than likely going to be getting a title shot with, with this victory over one half of them. So yeah, solid match. Lyons is improving each week. Uh, the future looks really bright for her, man. I, I can see her having a, a pretty good future here in NXT. 
We had an absolutely awesome pep rally from Chase U. Uh, absolutely awesome segment. I, I Ch- Chase U has got to be probably the funniest thing on NXT right now. I just love how he just goes off on people. Like he was, just, he let one guy ask a question, and he's like, "Shut the fuck up with your question." It's it's just great shit, man. I lo- I love it. Now we got Zion Quinn. He is going up against Ilya Dragunov, who was talking mean shit to him earlier in the night. Quinn eats a few meaty slaps from Dragunov. Really like that. Thumbs up. Nice MMA elbows to Quinn's face. That looked like, like it fucking hurt. Ilya, Ilya hits the running strike and gets the W. Absolutely great to see Ilya back in the ring. Has not missed a beat. Very solid match. Now we got Damon Kemp versus Brutus Creed. Uh, no Julius Creed, just Brutus Creed. Lots of beef between Kemp and the Creed bro- brothers right now. Uh, yeah, came, Damon Kemp has basically destroyed the Diamond Mine and, and backstabbed everybody in there, including the Creed brothers. So, yeah, let's have a fight. Brutus gives Kemp a mini pounce, and Kemp absolutely flips his shit and just grabs a chair and beats the shit out of Brutus. Kemp is DQ'd, and he keeps turning up between Kemp and the Creeds. So uh, I, I'm enjoying this feud right now. It's it's getting even more heated. Now we got Quincy Elliott backstage. He absolutely torches Zion as he walks past him. What a fucking rough night for Zion. Everyone just talking shit to him. Uh, says the X the that X factor Zion says he he has he ain't seeing it, and then he just walks away like like not a big deal. And Zion's just sitting there like. Oh my god, dude, what is going on tonight? Why is everyone hating on me? Now we got Zoe and Lions. They're kicking it backstage, and then Toxic Attraction starts talking to them, and then out of nowhere, this fucking just big old fire freaking ball lights the floor on fire. Freaking Zoe's feet almost catch on fire. <laughs> it was freaking awesome. Hot damn, Alba, you little pyromaniac. You're going to light someone on fire here fucking soon if you're not careful. Goodness gracious. All right, main event time. We got Briggs and Jensen versus Gallus in a pub rules match. Uh, basically, that means it's a no DQ tornado tag team match with beer kegs. All right, thumbs up for that. Beer kegs rule. Gallus each grab a belt and start whipping Briggs and Jensen like a child who failed math class. Like, oh my goodness, thumbs up for that. Wicked wax. And now it's time to return the favor. Briggs and Jensen get their hands on the freaking belts and whip the shit out of Gallus. Another thumbs up. A big old pint glass is smashed over Wolfgang's head. That was fucking awesome. Thumbs up. Joe Coffee runs down at, and does absolutely nothing but uh, get put through a table. So, yeah, good job there, Coffee. You accomplished absolutely nothing. Briggs and Jensen hit the high-low on Coffee with a trash can on his head, and they get the W. Oh, hell yeah, man. This was a hella fun match. I really enjoyed it. They fucking whipped the shit out of each other. Really good shit. I'm giving this one an 8 out of 10. Coffee clocks a ref in the face. 50 cops appear from thin air, and then they're they're all arrested. Oh, wow. That's a lot of cops out of nowhere. Where did they all come from? Solid show this week. Great to see Ilya back in action. Lions and Albafire are building momentum each week. They're becoming uh, more and more of my favorites on NXT 2.0 right now. Chase you. Oh, my God. They're so freaking funny. I love them. Really enjoying the feud between Briggs, Jensen, and Gallus, and uh, Creed and Kemp. Those are uh, two really heated rivalries right now that I feel are doing a really good job. Uh, Not much standout wrestling this week, but the main event was a ton of fun. Solid show overall this week for NXT. I'm going to give it a a 6.5 out of 10. 
Alrighty, baby, let's go to Dynamite. They are in Philly, the home of the extreme, the home of, of Ring of Honor Wrestling, uh, just kind of the home away from home that is wrestling. I think uh, there's no better home than than the Bronx and Philadelphia, and of course my 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 stomping grounds of Toronto. Uh, probably the three best wrestling crowds that are out there right now. And let's get into this motherfucker. Jericho Appreciation Society kick off the show, and all members this week are wearing awesome matching purple outfits, and they got the fucking pizza guy, Luigi. He's in there slinging dough all over the place. It's freaking awesome. Made me giggle, and I'm giving that a thumbs up. They are celebrating the Ocho, Chris Jericho. Uh, he's calling himself the Ocho now because uh, he has held eight different world titles throughout his career. Uh, a very incredible feat. That's That's awesome. Jericho gifts Garcia a phenomenal bucket hat, dude. That thing was tight. I would have worn the shit out of that. But Garcia fucking hates it, and he just clocks Luigi, like, out of nowhere. What the fuck, man? Garcia is frustrated. Uh, Chris tells him, are you a wrestler or are you an entertainer? That summons Daniel or Brian Danielson. He comes down and tells him he's a big boy now, and he can choose what he wants. And then fucking Matt Bernard, he is absolutely flippant. Absolutely flipping the fuck out, dude. So entertaining. I, I love it. Thumbs up. So now we got a match between Brian Danielson versus Matt Bernard. Danielson crushes Bernard for the W. No contest. But man, I must say, Bernard is entertaining as all hell. He is just constantly screaming and yelling. I don't know why he, why um, Bernard and his partner, they had a quick cup of coffee in the WWE. I don't know how those two didn't make it over there. Uh, they're, they're a very entertaining team. I feel like they, they scream WWE, but here they are in AEW. Now they're a part of the Jericho Appreciation Society, and week after week, they entertain me. Now we got Wheeler Yuta. He runs down to the ring. He is pissed at MJF. He gives us a pretty all right promo, and then... Here comes MGF. He's going to take him to promo school, y'all. Here we go. MGF does his thing on the mic. It was awesome as always. Thumbs up. I will give Yuta credit, though. Everyone looks bad on the mic compared to MJF, but uh, Yuta did a good... He did a good job, man. He's uh, he's improving. So I'm going to give him a thumbs up for that. Pretty good. Now we got Juice Robinson versus John Moxley. Juice making his AEW debut he is a member of the bullet club uh he he, he more like i think he's fighting in new japan pro wrestling uh john bleeding as per usual john locks in the armbar and juice juice taps out no title shot here for juice robinson but it was a solid match i enjoyed it then hangman runs down he wants a piece of moxley mjf settles them down reminds them that he has the poker chips so you just got in a match. You were just in a match, Moxley, and then if you guys beat the shit out of each other, then that's just gonna make MGF uh, cash in his poker chip, and then yeah, Yuta Spears, uh, sorry, Yuta appears behind MJF, and they brawl into the crowd. Yuta is swinging like a freaking psychopath. It was it was pretty awesome. I I don't know if you fucking hit some crowd people in the crowd, but he was swinging like a madman. Awesome stuff. Thumbs up. Now we got Soraya is here, and she addresses the crowd. Soraya, better known as Paige in the WWE, made her AEW debut last week to a uh, pretty stunning um, uh, reception. She was It was uh, quite stunning to see her return yet again, but I like it. Uh, she is still not cleared though to compete in the ring, which is a which is a real shame to hear. Like I, I would, I really haven't got to see her fight much in the ring. Uh, she was a little bit before my time, and then when I got back into wrestling, she was uh, long gone. But yeah, 
Uh, but she says she's here to change the business yet again. She did so in the WWE, and now she wants to do it again here in AEW. She invites the female baby faces out to the ring, all five of them. Britt Baker and crew come out. Baker torches Soraya. Absolutely brilliant job right there. Thumbs up for that. Soraya returns uh, with, with calls her shit Baker. I mean, uh, I'm going to give Britt the, the win on that exchange. Uh, not the best there from Soraya. Then we get Serena Deeb. She is summoned by Britt to fight Tony. Uh, but first, Soraya makes it a lumberjack match. Alrighty then. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of lumberjack matches. They're, they're pretty pointless in my opinion. But anyway, Tony Storm versus Serena Deeb. This is for the AEW women's title. Deeb is smacking the shit out of Tony's chest. I love it. Thumbs up. Tony with that brutal freaking hip attack of hers every single time. I'm telling you, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. It just looks amazing. Tony nails a top rope pile driver for the W. Holy fuck, dude. That pile driver was sick. Uh, do not see a whole lot of top rope pile drivers, so that was sick. Thumbs up for that. And the match was good. Going to give it a 7 out of 10. Backstage, you got Matt Hardy. He's telling Private Party to ditch Andrade and to join back up with him. Sure, man. I, I, I like Private Party quite a bit, so as if I got to see more of Private Party, I, I'm down with that. They're basically kind of the WWE's version or the AEW version of Street Profits a little bit, kind of. I don't know. Now we got Ricky Stocks. He is fighting Eli Isom. Uh, Spear, Rochambeau, and it's over. Uh, I don't really know why we're putting Ricky in a squash match right here. I mean, come on now. Ricky is has now established himself as a, as kind of a main event player in my eyes. And um, you got him out here doing a squash match? Like, I, I don't get it. I don't get that one at all. Anyway, maybe they're running a little bit low on time here because next up we got the main event. This is Chris Jericho versus Bandito for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Uh, Bandito was a former Ring of Ring of Honor World Champion. He spent a lot of time in Mexico wrestling. He's a very, very popular wrestler over there. A uh, couple nice dives from Bandito right out of the gate. Thumbs up for that. We get, holy fuck, dude, Bandito with a one-handed gorilla press on Jericho. Like, wow. That literally made me go, wow. Like, Bandito is not the biggest man. He does not look like he's that strong. But to hold up Chris Jericho with one hand, absolutely insane. Thumbs up. Then after that, he holds Jericho up with one hand, holds him up there for 20 seconds, one-handed with a suplex, and then he just holds him up there for well over a minute. Again, absolutely fucking wows me. Insane strength on this dude. Like, he, he, he's got to be the pound-for-pound pound strongest guy on the roster. That was insane. Giving that a double thumbs up. That was insane. We got blood seeping through the mask of, of Bandito. Just looks fucking awesome. Chris with stiff knees to Bandito's face. I mean, whew. Jesus, Chris, you are stiff, motherfucker. Crazy backflip, fall away slam from Bandito off the top rope. That was awesome. Thumbs up. Chris playing dirty, pulling down Bandito's mask, and he pokes his eye. Chris locks in the lion tamer, and it's over. Chris Jericho retains his title. Wow, Bandito, goodness gracious. I feel like I've seen this guy a couple times before, but it's been a hot minute since I've seen him. And dude, this guy is friggin' awesome. Wow, great match, eight and a half out of 10. Now we got Chris Jericho on the mic. He says he's gonna destroy the legacy of Ring of Honor. And he beats down the announcer. What an evil man you are, Chris. So um, now that Chris is the Ring of Honor World Champion, he's kind of like, 
pretending to be honorable and stuff. Like at the beginning of this match, uh, at the beginning of any Ring of Honor match, you're supposed to uh, sh show the code of honor. You're supposed to shake hands before and after the match. Chris Jericho does this, but he does like a funny, like finger wiggling handshake. He's not taking it very seriously. And I am really, it's very, very entertaining, I must say, to see Chris Jericho uh, kind of fucking around with the Ring of Honor rules. It's, it's, it's really good shit, man. Chris Jericho is such a monster. He's so good. Good show this week, Jericho. Like I said, he is so fucking money. Great job from him, him as always. You know, great opening segment from him. Very entertaining promo. And then he gives us a fantastic main event match. I mean, what more can he ask for from this guy? He's incredible. Uh, the somewhat weak women's division right now is getting a nice shot in the arm with Soraya debuting. I am curious, even though she says she's not ready in the, for the ring right now, will she be? Will she ever get into the ring in AEW? I, I really, really hope so. I, I would never want to see that she would never be able to compete again. That would be uh, very upsetting and disappointing. But the fact that she's here is great, and uh, I hope it's going to be the good shot in the arm that I feel that the that the women's division in AEW needs right now. Honestly, I think it's the weakest division, uh, women's division out of the wrestling companies that I watch. I honestly think Impact Wrestling has one of the best women's divisions in the. I don't know. I'm sitting here like mixing. I'm like I'm mixing up a fucking bowl of of soup or something. I'm sitting here stirring nothing. Okay. Well, maybe I should start filming myself so you guys can see how fucking weird I am. But yeah, like I'm saying, I think Impact Wrestling has one of the strongest women's division going right now. It's a very strong division. They take care of the women very well over there for a long time, man. Way back to when I was first watching uh, TNA, it was called back then. And uh, they had a strong women's division back then, man. Like ODB, Gail Kim, Awesome Kong, you know, they had a lot of really good women wrestlers and they continue that. They, they again, I, they actually, I just watched Impact earlier today. Now, no, I don't review Impact Wrestling on this podcast. I like to just watch it for just a little bit of fun, you know, something that I can have play a video game in and I'm not sitting there taking notes. But there was a uh, Monsters Ball match between, oh, I don't know their names right now, but the two women put on an absolute fucking show, dude. Like, I would have gave that an eight and a half, nine out of ten. We got an awesome tack spot, weapons all over the place. And there was even one part they, um, with the thumbtacks, they even threw down, like, cut up soda cans. So, have you ever, like, you know, when you have a Pepsi can, you, like, crumple it up a little bit? You know how sharp that metal is? That's what that chick landed on, and it was fucking awesome, dude. Like, if you're sleeping on Impact Wrestling, at least go over there and check out the women's division. Now, me personally, I was just talking to my wife about it. I feel like the men's division in Impact Wrestling is very, very weak. There's only, like two or three guys over there that I think are legit main event style wrestlers, that being Sammy Callahan and um, I don't really know. I think Sammy Callahan's probably the only guy over there. Uh, uh, Max Steveland, whatever the fuck his name. I'm not, see, this is why I can't review it because I'm, I'm not that good at, at that company right now, but I'm, I'm not very big on the men's side in, in Impact Wrestling right now, but there you go. There's your fucking two minute Impact Wrestling little... Uh, little tidbit there but uh yeah go check out that monsters ball match this week on impact wrestling it was a fucking doozy it was really good um okay where was i with this shit uh main event was great bandito is absolutely awesome man if you have not checked out bandito go check out that match uh, this week with him and chris jericho you will be fucking blown away how strong this guy is for the size that he is i was it literally made my jaw drop it was fucking incredible giving the show a seven and a half out of ten very good show as per usual for aew but hey raw was right there with them this week so I, i'll have to stop and think and and see who actually had the best show this week but that's all we got 
Okay, let's move on to Friday Night SmackDown. They are in Canada this week. They are in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And the show is kicking off right away with a Canadian. We got Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa versus Ricochet and Madcap Moss. So the match kicks off. Ricochet is flipping and flopping all over the friggin' place. It was absolutely excellent. This guy is such an insane athlete. Thumbs up for that. Madcap launches Ricochet over the top. Onto Sammy and Solo Sokola on the outside. That shit was tight. Gonna give that a thumbs up. Solo hums a chair at Ricochet mid-air. Ref doesn't see it, so got away with that one. Solo hits the slam for the W. Uh, Solo crushes Madcap's head after the match with multiple hip attacks. Just, oh, God, those hip attacks. They're so, mm, look so good and tasty. Uh, very high energy from Ricochet and Madcap. Both were buzzing tonight. Uh, thumbs up for those two. And good teamwork from Solo and the honorary Oos, Sami Zayn. This was a pretty good match. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Jimmy Uso gets into Sami Zayn's face backstage, but Samuel is now a honorary Uso. So Jimmy's going to have to back off for now. So yeah, I, I am really enjoying the relationship between uh, Jimmy... Wait, no, it wasn't Jimmy. It was Jay. Jay Uso, my bad. Jimmy is the nice one. Jay is the is the dickhead. Yeah, yeah. But they were they were both here, I think. Even though they said earlier they weren't here, but then of course they were here. But anyway, moving on, we got Theory. He's being interviewed backstage. He is chirping Winnipeg and Wales. You know, the, the UK, not the animal. Uh, a wild McIntyre appears from the shadows. He is very very upset. Uh, he wants Theory in the ring. No, he says. Oh my goodness, who shit in Drew's Cheerios this week? Why is he so angry? Oh, right, yeah, Karrion Cross. He shit in his Cheerios. That's right, that's right. I forgot. Uh, McIntyre now versus Austin Theory. Theory is a chicken and brings out Alpha Academy to watch over him during the match. And pretty much right away, Alpha Academy interferes. Theory is DQ'd. They all beat down Drew McIntyre until... Johnny Gargano runs down for the save, but it's just Johnny, so Johnny gets his ass beat too. So that means Kevin Owens needs the run down as well. He evens up the score, and there you go. Uh, yeah, the match overall, it was non-existent. It pretty much got spoiled right away, so I'm going to have to give that a thumbs down. But they will have a chance to earn my thumb back with a six-man tag later on in the show. Oh, and then we move on to Dupree and the models. They are backstage. Uh, they try to go for the longest pose, but Hit Row screws them up, and yeah. Uh, not what I would really call funny, but yeah. Good try. Thumbs down. Sorry. <laughs> Shotzi talks shit about Bailey in a promo. Uh, well, looks like they might have an idea for what to do with Shotzi Blackheart, which is nice because I, I enjoy Shotzi. I think she's pretty decent. Just doesn't didn't really make any sense for her to get called up to Raw or SmackDown. She seemed to fit in perfectly with NXT, but uh, Triple H is just going to have to try and clean up a lot of the messes that McMahon has left him with. But um, yep, the Shotzi being one of them. So yeah. Next, he got lost. Lotharios, they are going up against Hit Row. Uh, Top Dollar shows off his strength, slams both members of, of Lost Lotharios at the same time. That's pretty impressive. I'm going to give that a thumbs up. Uh, they hit the heavy hitter. Not going to lie, this is probably the lamest tag team finisher I can think of, and it's over. It's literally just a back body drop, or no, just a back suplex with a very shitty looking uh, drop kick 
to go with it. It's very lame, very uncreative. Uh, not very good, man. Not sure what they are seeing in Hit Row, but I, I don't like them, man. I think they suck. Giving it a thumbs down. I didn't, I didn't enjoy Hit Row on their first run here in the WWE. Uh, honestly, that was one of the releases that made sense in my eyes, but they're back again. They're still doing the same shit, and I still don't like it. Now we got Ronda Rousey. She's backstage. She's making fun of Liv Morgan. I mean, how can't you? Uh, Ronda's going to get a thumbs up just for just for hating on Liv Morgan because I don't like you, Liv Morgan. Now we got a match. Uh, Natalia versus Ronda Rousey. Natalia makes some weird ass like fucking whale sounds while Ronda works on a submission on her. She's just like, Ugh. it was fucked up, man. It was fucked up. Uh, made me laugh though, so that was good. Uh, we get a nice discus clothesline from Natalia and a really nice sell from Ronda there. She really just fucking went for it. Thumbs up for that. Ronda locks in the ankle lock. Natalia taps out. It's an okay match, you know, nothing special, not bad though. I, I feel like we have seen uh like half a dozen or so Ronda versus Natalia matches. Seems like Ronda and Natalia are just like that's their go-to. It's like okay, we need to make Ronda look good. All right, put her in the ring with Natalia and over and over and over again. <laughs> Uh, but oh man, here she comes. It's freaking Liv Morgan. What she got this week to try and make herself interesting? Well, she's got a baseball bat. Liv misses numerous times with the baseball bat. Rhonda makes her look stupid, beats her up, and uh, takes her baseball bat. Rhonda goes to walk away, and with Rhonda's back turn, that gives Liv Morgan a chance to try and get in some offense. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the only way she's going to get anything in if uh, her opponent isn't looking at her. Crowd is dead silent, as as expected for anything involving Liv Morgan right now. It's it's just not working, man. Fucking lame. Thumbs down. Let's put the title on literally anybody else right now, please. Liv Morgan, I can't handle it anymore. She is just dead in the water, man. It's, it hasn't been working. Like the only thing that we got out of this was like, oh, it was kind of interesting that she won the Money in the Bank. I was interested to see what how she was going to take that opportunity, and honestly, I think she's fumble-fucking it like nobody's tomorrow, but that's just me. I, I would love to hear anyone out there that doesn't like Liv Morgan. If you don't like her more than me, I'd love to hear from you because I think we become, we can become best friends very quickly. So if you don't like Liv Morgan, let me know about it. <laughs> Please tell me I'm not alone. <laughs> okay, now back to the male models backstage. There's still... Um, they're still trying their their pose backstage. They're holding it and uh, doing a pretty good job. Shinsuke and Sonya look on in absolute confusion. They're just like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Are they stuck? They seem to be frozen. Is this Windows 98? Uh, it made me giggle, so I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Now we got Imperium. They are in the ring. They're talking some shit about the Brawling Brutes. So this summons Sheamus, the self-proclaimed King of Bangers, he's calling himself now. Okay, cool. Cool nickname. Vinci and Kaiser go after Sheamus, but he pulls out his shillelagh, beats them down. Now it's Gunter and Sheamus in the ring, and they're going to get it on, King. They're getting it on. Sheamus in the ring, and, oh, pardon, I just read that. Sheamus is outnumbered. Gunter gives him some gnarly chops and a big old powerbomb. Sheamus, beaten down, grabs the mic. He's laughing. He's like, is that all you got? And, um, yep, so they're going to go ahead and give him some more ass-kicking, so... You get what you want. There you go. Such nice guys, those Imperium. You know, they. you want an ass kicking, they'll give it to you. No problem. No questions asked. We'll give it to you. Uh, but seriously, though, where the fuck was Butch and Ridge in all this? Why was Where the hell were they at? They just let Sheamus go out there and get his ass kicked? I don't know. Just, just something weird I noticed. Regardless, though, Imperium versus the Brawling Brutes is going to be a fucking banger of a match, man. Like, it's... 
it's going to be good. They, they, you know, Imperium may not be the strongest uh, three guys on the mic. I mean, they're okay. Gunter's probably the weakest one, uh, but he doesn't need to talk. He just needs to fucking chop people, and that will that will make you love him. So yeah. Now moving into a little bit of sad news. Mid-show, they announced that the legendary Antonio Enoke has passed away. Uh, sadly, I'm not very familiar with him. I know the name. I've, I've heard the name numerous times. Way, way, way before my time that this guy was wrestling, but he's an absolute legend. So, you know, uh, condolences and rest in peace, you legendary man. <laughs> there you go. Uh, now we got Bailey versus Shotzi Blackheart, and oh my god, thank you. They finally brought back Shotzi's tank. She used to come out in this like little motorized tank thing in NXT, and then they got rid of it for zero reason. Thank god it's back, because it was the best thing about Shotzi Blackheart. So I'm going to give the tank a thumbs up. But, sadly, Shotzi is doing her howl again. I, you know, it's just kind of the most like cliche thing, like, ow, 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 it's, it's, it's it's I'm not a fan of it, okay? I don't I don't like it. Do something else. Bailey gets the W, then she grabs a ladder, but before she can do any damage to Shotzi, Bianca runs down for the save. Bailey tries to jump Bianca, but she fails and has to run away. Derp. Match wasn't anything special, but good to see the old Shotzi Blackheart uh, Blackheart back. She seemed absolutely revitalized this week, so very good to see that. Now we got our main event. Six-man tag, Kevin Owens, Johnny Gargano, and Drew McIntyre going up against Alpha Academy and Austin Theory. Kevin Owens is an absolute house of fire off of the hot tag. Huge flurry of offense, just awesome. Good shit. Thumbs up, Kevin. KO lands on his neck off of the German suplex that did not look comfortable. KO and Johnny send Otis to super kick City. Things get crazy on the outside. Bodies fucking everywhere. It's absolute carnage. Kevin Owens nails a stunner on top of the announce table onto uh, Chad Gable. That was pretty sweet. Table didn't break, but, you know, a stunner on the table. That's some good shit. Thumbs up. Drew absolutely obliterates Theory with a mid-air Claymore kick. Thing of beauty. That was such a great little spot there. Thumbs up. Good guys get the victory. And ah, baby. My boys send the crown home with uh, something happy. Something good. Because, uh, yeah, this show was pretty fucking weak. But this match was very good. 7.5 out of 10. Good shit. Oh boy, man. What's going on with SmackDown right now? You guys are in a little bit of funk this week. Very watered down SmackDown. Um, the opener and closing matches were good. But dude, everything in the middle was fucking garbage. Come on, SmackDown. You're better than this. Come on, Triple H. Get your ass in gear. This is getting a 5 out of 10. Slightly better than last week. But I, if you, if you don't have the time to watch SmackDown or you want to do something else with your time, I recommend you go ahead and skip SmackDown and maybe watch something called Rampage. Let's get into it, baby. We start off Rampage right away with a three-way tag match or a three-team three tag match, whatever. Butcher and the Blade versus Private Party versus the Acclaimed for the AEW Tag Team Championships. So the Acclaimed with their first title defense here. Let's see how they do. We get a great rap, of course, from Caster uh, before the match. He absolutely torched Ben Simmons. That's fucking awesome. Screw you, Ben Simmons. You suck. Uh, that made me giggle, so I'm going to give that a thumbs up. Always a great rap. Next Wednesday is apparently National Scissoring Day, so that's just fucking awesome. Um, back to the match, we get a nice neckbreaker backstabber combo from the Acclaimed. That was good shit. Thumbs up. Excuse me. Private Party. Excuse me. Looking 
awesome on the hot tag. They are flying all over the place, man. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I think Private Party is one of the most underrated tag teams in AEW, possibly in the business. I think these guys are awesome. Uh, we get the mic drop and the acclaimed retain their titles. Very good opener. I enjoy all three teams, especially Private Party right now. And of course, the acclaimed are fucking on fire right now. Um, yeah, good shit. Seven and a half out of ten. Good, good kickoff. Now we got Jade Cargill. Uh, she is met backstage with Icky, Vicky Guerrero, and Nyla Rose. Rose wants a title shot at the at the TBS Championship. Um, not gonna lie, one. Th- thousand percent forgot that nyla rose uh was existent uh haven't seen her around in a minute and i was like oh yeah fucking nyla rose goddamn and it was actually really really nice there for a second for me to forget that vicky guerrero is in aew i just can't stand that bitch i absolutely hated her when she was in wwe screaming and yelling she she was literally the driving force that made me stop watching wrestling when she was the like the the gm i just could not watch it dude it was she is so fucking annoying in all the wrong ways like not in a good entertaining way she just screams at the top of her lungs and it's it's unwatchable i hate her but um you know she's she was eddie's wife but there's no hate to the guerrero family i just don't like her character on tv that she's been portraying for like the last 15 fucking years just a screamy whiny psychopath that is not entertaining in any way shape or form anyway uh but yeah that uh, Nyla Rose could be a really good opponent for Jade Cargill, quite possibly her most intimidating opponent to date. She is a big lady herself, so I'd be interested to see how that one goes down. Now we move on to Fuego del Sol versus Lee Moriarty. Moriarty is out there with uh, W J J W Morrissey, W Morrissey, I don't know Morrissey and Stokely Hathaway. Blech. Lee locks in the stretch submission and Fuego taps out. Morrissey with a massive one-arm choke slam on Fuego del Sol. He may be dead. I, I'm not sure. He was not moving for quite some time. Uh, quick match. Not much to say about it. Moving on. We got Willow Nightingale now versus my girl, Jamie Hayter. Hayter is out there with Britt Baker and Rebel. Uh, we get a mean-looking backbreaker from Hayter. Uh, uh, from Hater and Willow responds in in kind with a nice pounce. I fucking love the pounce. Good shit. Thumbs up. Britt interferes with Willow on the top rope. Hater nails the brutal high angle German suplex. Then the lariat for the W. Good match, man. Uh, both these women gaining momentum in the women's division, especially Jamie Hater for me. I feel like she's quite possibly the highest um, rising woman in the division right now. I am a big fan of her and uh, good shit. And and Willow Nightingale is pretty solid herself. Seven out of ten. Good match. Now we got some fucking crumb bum. No idea who this guy is. Ryan Nemeth. No idea who you are, uh, but he's going on a chirp fest, just chirping everybody. So Hook comes down, walks down, beats the fuck out of him, and chokes him out, and Hook is outie. Good shit. That made me giggle. Thumbs up. Good stuff, Hook. Thank you for that, too, by the way. I don't know who the hell you are, Ryan, but you got your shit kicked in, so that's good. Now it's time for our main event. Like, seriously, though, how much is Mark Henry getting paid just to say that one sentence for one time per week? Like, oh, my God, can I have his gig? I can do it. I can say it's been enough talk, y'all. It's time for our main event. Uh, I can do it. I can do it better than that. I just don't want to right now. It's late. Okay, I'm tired. Uh, Okay, so the main event, uh, the meat man, Johnny Hungy, my man versus Roosh. Whole man, Roosh, man has really nice looking strikes man i don't know if he's just punching people legit or he has just got some of the best working strikes looks great on camera thumbs up good shit 
Andrade on the outside causes a distraction. This allows Roosh to blast Hungi with an elbow and the bull's horn for the W. Whew, ugh, what a stiff match this one was. Murthy. Rush is extremely talented, though, man. Oh, my God. I can watch this guy in the ring. He's very, very enjoyable. Very, very just... If you like good-ass wrestling, this dude is very, very talented. Thumbs up. Giving this match a 7 out of 10. Dark Order is jumped after the match. Hangman runs down for the save. Roosh escapes the Lariat, but Jose is not so lucky. He eats a buckshot Lariat. Gets absolutely exodiated. Uh, made me giggle. I'm going to give that a thumbs up as well. Good wrestling on Rampage this week. Hard hitting and fast. Just the way I like it, baby. Rampage. Good shit. Gonna give the show overall a 7 out of 10. Alright, it's time for everybody's favorite segment of the WrestleCast. We got the three stars of the week. Three stars, yeah. Okay, so shoutouts this week. Just one. I'm going to shout out Monday Night Raw. It was a very solid show from top to bottom. I feel like a lot of sevens out of ten. Nothing very, very good or incredible, but like it was just a very good, solid show all throughout. Um, honestly, I'm still going to bitch about the amount of commercials and self-promotion that is going on on Monday Night Raw. Can we please, Triple H, consider moving Monday Night Raw back to two hours? Because that extra hour is absolutely pointless. It makes it, It's absolutely doing nothing. You guys are wasting that extra hour by just cramming in a whole bunch of replays of stuff we just saw rehashing the same things that we saw last week already, self-promotions, inside commercials, ex so many fucking real commercial breaks. It's absolutely asinine. Like, I'm going to time it out. I'm going to time a full the full show, and I'm going to count the minutes of how much actual new content is in a three-hour episode of Raw, and I have a funny feeling we are getting very close to a 50-50 balance, and that is fucking bullshit, y'all. There is no way that we should have only one and a half hours of new promos and new content in a three-hour show and the rest of it is commercials and t-shirt commercials and just bullshit like fuck that man i want my old wrestling back where there was no commercials during the wrestling matches there was commercial breaks during the in-between times and no it's all backwards now triple h get your fucking ass on that immediately because i'm getting turned off personally by the amount of commercial breaks and all that bullshit in the wwe aew it's called picture-in-picture, y'all. Picture-in-fucking-picture. AEW, when they go on a commercial break, you are still watching the wrestling on another picture. It's fuck. Why? What the hell are you doing, WWE? How are you not taking a page at a, at a AEW's book right now? It's about wrestling. It's not about fucking your own shameless self-promotion. It's absolutely garbage. I hate that crap, but... Regardless, even with that rant, I'm going to give you guys a shout-out, but you're on fucking thin ice right now, okay? I, I spend more time fast-forwarding through goddamn commercial breaks than I am watching your goddamn content, so... Okay, I'm calm, I'm fine, I'm alright, I'm good. Let's get back to the three stars. Okay, third star this week goes to... The three-man tag team match on... Where... What was that on? Fucking... Rampage? I don't know. Th three man tag match. Acclaimed versus Private Party versus Butcher and Blade for the AEW tag titles. That shit was tight. I am really big on the Acclaimed. And again, I'm going to say it Private Party is, in my books, the most underrated team in AEW. Use them more. And join back up with Matt Hardy, for God's sakes. That's awesome. Second star goes to 
Briggs and Jensen versus Gallus in the pub rules match on NXT. That was a very entertaining match. I really enjoyed it. Uh, some good high spots using the weapons. I don't know if they ever actually used the kegs, but they did smash a glass, uh, pint glass over someone's head. So that was good shit. And then your first star of the week goes to Chris Jericho versus Bandito for the Ring of Honor World Championship on Dynamite. What a banger of a match, dude. Bandito literally made my jaw drop and go wow out loud two times, which is quite the acclaim, which is, uh, yeah, quite the compliment from me. I've watched, I've been, I've seen damn near everything in wrestling and to see uh, Bandito, a guy that doesn't look like he's all that strong, dude, wow. He really showed off the strength. He really uh, opened my eyes. I have seen Bandito wrestle before, but it has been a hot minute since I've seen him wrestle and to see him fight one of the best of all time in Chris Jericho, fucking really great match. I really enjoyed it. So that is going to be my first star of the week. And then the best show of the week is going to Dynamite. Uh, I mean, what else is new, right? I mean, Dynamite is Dynamite. The, the product is fucking awesome right now. Uh, I really just cannot give it to WWE shows right now unless it's a pay-per-view because uh, it's almost uncomparable how much better Dynamite is in comparison to Monday Night Raw and especially SmackDown's not even in the fucking picture right now. They have just, last couple weeks, I'm going to give you one more week. If you guys don't step out of that funk and I have a bad feeling you won't be able to next week because it's a go-home fucking SmackDown. So I th- I was asking that question to my wife uh, earlier. I was like, is is Extreme Rules this weekend or something? Because what the hell's up with the SmackDown? It was a really, really weak, weak SmackDown, man. Not a lot of uh, big names on there. Like, you have your guys. You have your Kevin Owens and all that. Uh, they're pretty much the only good thing on SmackDown right now is Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, and Sami Zayn and the Usos and stuff. Um, yeah, everything else going on right there. I mean, just, I mean, Liv Morgan alone is dragging that show down immensely. We need to get that title off of her fucking ASAP dude like if you I, I don't know what they're thinking back there backstage I, I'm I'm wondering if they're just trying to give like let her hold on to it to just long enough so it doesn't like really hurt her career but dude I, I I can't like she's just no good dude like get her back into a tag team or something she can do a tag team well she can sell well but her offense is crap her mic skills are crap her confidence is low as fuck her it's just not believable she doesn't seem to have any confidence in herself or her abilities and i'm not into it man i'm not into it at all i think it was a huge mistake to to give her this chance because she blew it in my opinion uh, again if anyone's on the same page as me or if you're a Liv morgan fan out there go ahead try your best to convince me that she's good it ain't gonna happen she sucks and um yeah can't wait for her to lose it lose the title finally at extreme rules if she doesn't i'm i'm gonna lose it and um yeah i'm gonna have a have a lot to say about that if she continues to be the champion for smackdown because it's it's not good okay all right i'm sorry i'm sorry live i i i don't want to dislike you this much i just don't think you are on the same level you you should not be the women's champion right now i'm glad you got your chance but it didn't work honey so off you go and off i go hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode very rant filled episode i feel like um yeah i have some i have some um some some quarrels with the wwe it has gotten better so i kind of wish that i started this wrestlecast earlier when mcmahon was still there and shit was really bad because then i could have just been flipping out every single week about wwe and their product and how bad it is now it's at least watchable is it great is it very good no it's definitely not on the level of aew aew is 
by far and away the better show. I, I'm sorry. They're just, they're almost not comparable, man. It's just so much different. I feel like Triple H is trying to get it back to more of, of, of a comparable product, like how NXT was when Triple H was running it prior. But um, yeah, right now, dude, it is by far and away, AEW Dynamite and Rampage are substantially better products in my eyes. It just, it, it hits home for me. It's more of my style of show. It's just more wrestling, lots of hard hitting action, fucking chirps galore, entertaining characters, funny segments, and then WWE, I, they still seem to be in a bit of a, of a identity crisis. They're, they're, I'm not, I wouldn't call it 14A and it's not quite PG. I don't really, maybe the PG-13, is that what you're going for? But fuck that shit, dude. It's not for children it's not supposed to be for children trust me when i was watching it as a child you know what we did we tried to replicate those moves because we're stupid children so i don't think it should uh, wrestling should be a product for children it should be for teenagers and and young adults and so on and so forth um maybe you can make a whole different sideshow call it fucking wwe for babies babies are wwe or whatever and you can put on live morgan all day and night over there okay you can have that but um yeah wwe not the best this week, but Raw was pretty solid. But SmackDown, get your shit together. I am disappointed. SmackDown's always been my show. Uh, I, I was always a SmackDown guy because that's where all the good wrestlers are. Now it's just like... I don't know, dude. I'm getting a little nervous that at the fact that I know that Triple H has never been a fan of SmackDown. He's always been a fan of Raw. And I just don't want him to start neglecting or forgetting about SmackDown. SmackDown is an excellent brand. Uh, I've always been a fan of it, but... That's my opinion, and that is the show. Again, I am signing off here for the second time. Let's see if I can get through it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. Make sure you go over to the YouTube channel. I uh, got some new series going up over there today, so make sure you go over there and check out what new series has started today. It's October, so all I'm going to tell you is it's a scary game. Okay, and it's a scary game that I've never played before, so there you go. A blind let's play of a horror game. Go over there and figure out for yourself what game it is, and go watch it, and love it, and subscribe, and do all that great shit. Make sure you're liking the podcast. Please and thank you. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your dog. Tell your tell your imaginary friends. Tell whoever. Tell the ghost behind you. Tell the murderer who is watching you from across the street. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. Uh, hopefully you sweep, sleep well tonight. Don't worry. There's no one watching you. Um, thank you everybody for, for listening and I will see you guys soon. Don't forget to check out the GX gamer cast this Monday. Going to be a fun episode and I'm out. Peace.